0: Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host Emma Wooschak. I'm here with special guest Mary Gardner. Welcome.
1: Thank you very, very much. I appreciate being here. I'm excited to chat today.
0: Now, there's a little bit of things that you do, but what is the grand overview of what you do before we get into everything?
1: Awesome. Um, well, I'm really passionate about helping the inspiring people tell their inspiring messages and stories. So um, we do it through communication to companies, uh, when people are on stage, um, helping CEOs and a lot of left-brain individuals become charismatic, likable, inspiring leaders instead of just operations. So we help people communicate in a way that's influential and motivational And so all the way up to uh, helping professional motivational speakers, a lot of people that you already know, they have coaches behind the scenes to help them continue to increase the awareness of their brand and also making them impactful on stage.
0: Exactly. We don't get to people like Les Brown, for example, without the coach that's behind him to make sure he's on top of his game when he's in front of uh, the crowd.
1: (laughs) Les Brown is somebody that I teach from. He's a total icon in the industry. And one of the things I learned by working with Les is that when he first started in his career, he memorized 400 different metaphors, stories, quotes. And after that, he never had to be able to practice again. He was extemporaneous every single time he went on stage. He would just ask, what are your problems? Who am I speaking to? And he was fantastic. So I doubt Les has that many coaches in the speaking, but he certainly is really um forged ahead a lot in the area of marketing as marketing has continued to change for all of us
0: well see i don't know that much about less i know how (laughs) how he talks and i know how his events go i know a lot that are in his network that uses coaches he recommends so i just Mm -hmm. automatically assume and i shouldn't Mm -hmm. that he also has coaches
1: yeah. he. I've worked with him. I've coached some of his people. He's just such a well-loved person and such an icon. And what's happened in the industry. And as I see it now with leaders that are standing up, it used to be before the internet was, I um, mean, people like you who are giving an opportunity for increased awareness and brand awareness is that people could hide behind a website, a flat website. And what's happened only in the past couple of years is videos becoming more and more prominent. And you, think about it. When people um, have the camera turn on, people are all dynamic until that red light comes on. And then they're like, (laughs) and people don't have that ability to be fluid and entertaining and Um, And really that camera has changed everything. So adding video to all of our websites, what they've showed now is that people, especially the millennials, will spend more time investigating. And then when they get on the call with someone, they know they want to work with you already. So video is allowing companies to basically bare their souls, open up their personalities and let people see, are you someone I want to work with? So in today's world with entrepreneurs, we have an awesome... Some opportunity to go on video and to spread good messages and to make people feel hopeful and inspired and in the interim then people are attracted to that I think it's a great relationship builder
0: exactly I seen this with Dove and Dragon radio that we're on today I was just radio so you only heard the audio now I put it on the video and you have so many entrepreneurs they have a great message. They don't know how to come across their message when that red light's on. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I know it's so true. Yeah. And that takes practice. And so I coach people on stage. I coach people on video. Um, We create messages. So really in those first couple of minutes, having an identifiable, like what you asked me, what's about your business? You need to have a sizzle speech in the beginning about who you help, what you do, what is the value that you bring to people. And if you think about it, like a financial planner, everybody, you know, there's tons of people that are financial planners. What makes you different? What is your secret sauce? Mm -hmm. So as a coach or consultant, a communication consultant, I'm able to draw out that special secret sauce and help people identify in their own self where they're different and how their passion and their purpose come together with their talents to be able to, you know, change the world. And you always want to be able to create a vision of the future where your clients can go. So it gives them something to achieve. So we work on career I help people with charismatic skills, with likability, with being relevant. So some personality, um, you know, things that can help them pop a little bit when they're on video in the first few minutes.
0: Well, that's where you are today, but what got you started into this? (laughs) Oh, I've had a
1: really fun career. I, I went to Auburn and then I, I guess maybe my how it all started was in seventh grade when I was in drama class and there was, I was in Mrs. Long's drama class and a girl dropped, jumped in and she was like, hi, Mrs. Long. And Mrs. Long said, hi, Tracy. And everybody turned and looked at her. And when Tracy left, Mrs. Long said, you know, there's some people that can walk in a room and everybody looks and Tracy is one of those kind of people. And I was like, oh. I want to be those kind of people because I was shy, kind of a, you know, I was always fun but i was shy when it came to people and so i studied and started just watching popular kids how did that work and then when i went to college influence i started getting involved with student government and the you know the miss auburn pageants so i started being attracted to those type of things so i think through college that was kind of where it got my start and then i worked on capitol hill and then when i became my real first job was working at a place called kepler speakers It's a celebrity firm in Washington, D.C., and I started seeing what made a good speaker versus a phenomenal speaker, and it's everything from how they move and how they work and how they speak to people and their executive presence and then the message that they prepared. I worked with some famous people like um, Martina Navatilova was somebody I loved working with. She was a um, just a star by the time I worked with her, she had won nine Wimbledons and it was early on in my career as a coach. And she would go on stage and say, hi, my name is Martina Navatolova. I've won nine Wimbledons. And I'm like, Martina, you're Martina freaking Navatilova. We got to create a story. You're an expert. So I, I realized that you want to be able to prepare a message that is personal, that you can give um, education and persuasion and inspiration based on your own stories. I, so, I've been doing it for like 20 years. So, I've kind of figured out my career. Just uh, there wasn't anyone that I had that really was in front of me that I was chasing, but I figured out that coaching was going to be a big thing. So, after I was an agent, I opened one of the first coach training companies in the world. And then I did PR. I was helping people with PR and do book tours. And then that led to doing spokesperson work. So I traveled the country as a TV spokesperson and learned how to go on TV for three minutes at a time and make this pin sound interesting. So I worked on QVC for a while showing products and um, just kind of figured it out. And so Uh, That led to doing the coaching of the speakers, which is really merging all of my, um, my passions and my purpose from getting people to get over the fear of talking to people and public speaking all the way up to making money out of it.
0: Exactly. Because if you go back to any of us that are in the public eye, if you go back to high school, we're probably the most shy, most outcast people, individuals. And now we're the ones that are in front of the TV, in front of the cameras, the ones that were saying, listen to us because we have years of watching what you have (laughs) been doing and we know what you've been doing and you've been doing it wrong. It is so true. Isn't that funny? I have
1: done the same thing. I've looked at some of the ladies, uh, mostly ladies, but some of the guys too, who are now performers and whatnot, and just so incredibly inspired about the people that continue to learn. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: there are... Um, a lot of people that stay in one career and they're fine and they don't continue to grow. And then there are the people that have continued to evolve and learn. And I am always inspired by those kind of people who are always grabbing on, okay, that's something I want to learn about. And what I'm hearing, especially in the world of, of entrepreneurship, because you and I probably resonate with that. We'd love entrepreneurs who are, you know, they're, they're learning something in the morning and, and putting it in their business that afternoon. It's like, we're living living in a fast world. And if you don't do it and you don't take the, you know, the option to integrate new ideas or new personality techniques or traits, um, you know, somebody else is going to do it. And as we age in entrepreneurship, the younger people have an advantage over us technology wise, but we have an advantage. If you're older um, over the age of like say 40, we have wisdom and wisdom is something that you cannot pay for. You have to earn.
0: Exactly. I'm currently working with another company right now outside of my own company. Okay. Completely, completely different. They're a tech company. Okay. Um, you can't have your company do this without having this element. I know you're very tech. You need to get into the analytics of the company. They met ma- admins part and do this. This mm. was a new company from a $2 billion company evaluation to a $200 billion evaluation. Wow.
1: Wow. That's a lot.
0: So when they sat back, we just had this conversation like five minutes ago. He's like, okay, let's do it. You got me on the money. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what are you doing? What are you helping them do? I'm helping them restructure their company. Oh my gosh. Now, that's amazing. Now, granted, granted, I am a publisher. If you go onto any of my websites, what you see isn't all that I do. If you talk to most entrepreneurs, they show you what they do for the company. They don't tell you what they do behind the scenes.
1: Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. I hope you're um, getting a piece of the pie.
0: (laughs) Honey, honey, I'll tell you right now, I don't do anything for free.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If
0: you're an entrepreneur, I tell people this all the time. You're an entrepreneur, especially females. We have this big heart. We want to help everyone. Yeah. Can't do it for free.
1: No, that's so true. Yeah, I, I, it's so true. I mean, what we do is an intangible thing. Oftentimes, it's like going to a counselor. But yeah. you think about counseling, and you're giving the credit card when you go to the counselor, and they're swiping the credit card and then sending it to insurance or what have you. Um, a lot of there's so many coaches now that have really deep niches, and a lot of them are doing freebie coaching in the beginning. Um, And, you know, I did, I had my fair share of the free coaching and now I work in a different level. I work with um, high achievers and I'm doing more packages. Like I'll bring somebody into Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, let's say I work with doctors or chief medical officers or CEOs. And what I'm finding right now in the marketplace, are operations, people that are operations based are now understanding that they're not as likable or relevant with the people. And so I've worked with politicians and specifically, um, engineering, construction, finance, technology, and healthcare are the organizations and also law and manufacturing, where people have the data, they're very, they've got the pedigree maybe through leadership, but they haven't learned to have that motivational tone or mm-hmm. that humanness or learning how to coach. And so I'm seeing a lot of of CEOs that are kind of behind the scenes, like <laughs> I kind of, I need some help here in this area and they don't really have anyone to talk to. And they may have communication people or marketing people on staff, but they need somebody that they can open up to and be authentic with somebody that they maybe perceive as an equal. And so I have found a niche in the marketplace. I think that's really important for people to do is to answer problems in the marketplace. Exactly. Obviously, girl, you have found an amazing problem where you are in a, in a great niche. That's amazing.
0: Well, when you're a female and you're an entrepreneur, and then you go to a CEO and then you give tools to other entrepreneurs, that's mm-hmm. a great niche because you're getting to help people. That's what yeah. we both do. Me and you both. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes.
0: And once you give them this tool, now they gravitate to you because they didn't realize they need this tool. Hmm. Mm,
1: that's so good. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a problem solved and what you're talking about tool. Are you, First of all, are you saying a tool, meaning something tangible like software tool, or are you talking about next step strategy?
0: What could, are- a tool for an entrepreneur it could be, I didn't know I need to reach out to this service hmm. because I don't understand this service. I don't have the service in place, so mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. It could be a new app that you need yeah. for your computer. It could be an EDI service. If you're in e-commerce, mm-hmm. it could be anything you don't know. You don't know it until you read a magazine or hear right. it on a podcast. Right.
1: Exactly. No, that's so true. And I agree with you. And um, one of the things that I just learned, I went to a marketing conference last week, and that's a great Thing for entrepreneurs to do is go to conferences because you got a condensed amount of time with everybody, like vendors all lined up. And they've paid to be there and you're their demographic. So like every single vendor is somebody that I want to meet. And what I'm seeing in the marketplace now, and we just adopted this new learning, um, We uh, there's a, a tool and we're making it ours. It's it's not open source, but it is a tool that some people have used in their business. But it's a CRM and so much bigger. And we're naming it like Inspired Global. And um, what's happened in the marketplace for entrepreneurs or like solo entrepreneurs is that they've had to utilize 14 different types of software, and now it's all combined into one. So now we're actually representing it and selling it to um, organizations. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's exciting because you can put your website, you can do all your social media, you can put all your educational uh, courses online, um, your calendar, everything in one piece of software. So finally now innovation is getting to a place where it's maybe a little bit easier than it was prior
0: and you just said something you're taking 14 things put it on one app Mm
1: -hmm. do you know
0: how much time as an entrepreneur you spend going to 14 different apps yeah i know i know and for people with
1: add which is like half of the world Mm -hmm. it's just too time consuming And so um, that's another topic I think for entrepreneurs. I don't know about you, but if you see people entrepreneurs have to be ready to jump at any time we have that pie in the sky vision and then it's like all right we'll figure it out that's kind of how I've worked and done my business we'll figure it out I' don't, like you were telling me a story before we jumped on about how you were challenged to write a book and you were like I'm gonna figure it out nobody tells me that I can't figure it out and you're one of those maverick pioneer go for it so yeah same same with me and I'm not necessarily a technical person but I I am embracing learning some of this stuff. And I have found that having it all in one place is so much easier and going to the conference. This was another thing. I spoke to a lot of people. This is, this is one of the things that people um, can understand when you go to a conference, everybody's trying to get something. Everyone's trying to learn. And I met some people that felt that they were ahead of a lot of the people on the stage. They were like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing it right. And I was like, oh, cling to you. You are somebody who I wanna get to know. So I am developing, I developed relationships with people who are very generous, people who are very helpful and I'm connecting my team with them. So I love the process of how fast innovation is happening now. You're right, like having the right tools and the right strategy can really um, expand your business so exponentially fast. So yeah.
0: It's networking with the right people. I was struggling for almost two years with my company. It was doing what I needed it to do, but it wasn't growing. I reached out to a mentor Mm -hmm. who was growing and seeing where I needed to be. Within three months, my company went from eight authors to 56 authors. Oh my gosh. Wow. Within Mm -hmm. now we're taking on another 150. 50 authors oh my gosh That's we're opening a- the factory within the next 90 days or less mm. this is what happens when you network properly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, I love you it. Get, when you go to conferences because he dragged me to an ai4 conference i am not a tech person at all don't ask me anything about tech he dragged me to the ai4 conference i'm like okay well i'm interested in cybersecurity. Oh, yeah. You know, as a CEO, you have to understand cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So I sat through three days of cybersecurity lessons. Oh, wow. And now we're developing something that will fit in the cybersecurity space.
1: Oh, that's great. I'm
0: not cybersecurity, but I know what's needed. Because I sat through a conference that I normally would not go to. I love that. That is so good. And then yeah. it opens up doors because mm-hmm. it opens up a door to a university that wants me to speak about cybersecurity. It opened a door for a cybersecurity thing I just did um last couple of weeks ago on cybersecurity, doing a keynote speech there. When you network properly, this is what I, I'm, I love that. That's a great story. That's such a cutting edge
1: to- edge topic. And to have females in in cybersecurity is great. I know there's an association um, for women in cybersecurity. Um, and uh yeah, it's a growing field and certainly all of us need to be savvy in that department because of all of the spammers and you know, all the hackers and everything. Right. So Yeah, that's
0: great. As an entrepreneur, if you're doing anything online, you have to understand cybersecurity. Well, what systems are you putting in place? Are you just hoping and praying you won't be attacked Mm -hmm. Or, or are you actually being proactive?
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so, so good. Yeah, it's it's certainly a big a big problem out there. I just learned today about keeping your and this is so basic, but I there's a something about keeping your website and identifying it as a secure website. And I'm like, oh, well, let me write that down, you know, because people are getting um they're they're learning about those kind of things and of course protecting it. I'm now seeing it even on TV store TV shows in law type of. Programs where they're talking about the cybersecurity, so it's definitely something a theme in our in our culture where we have to be aware of it. That's really good. I'm so excited for you that you you scaled so quickly. Um, so how did you know it was the right um, networking person? Was it somebody that was on stage and then you said, "Let's meet, let's talk, let's interview. I'm going to interview you."
0: <laughs> I know okay. you had to
1: have a hack there.
0: Well, okay, there, there's a, a hack. I met my mentor in 2017 when I was doing a radio show for Atlanta Mix 108. And I was very new at public speaking. I was very new at radio. And he came on as a guest. I was lucky enough that he saw something in me, as many coaches do. If a coach comes up to you and they they are a coach and a mentor and they say, here's my business card, keep in contact with me. They see something in you. Do not lose that that business card. Do not lose that contact. Well, through the last couple of years, I've kept in minor contact, just nice and flowing. Mm-hmm. And I started having CEO problems and I needed CEO to help me filter through those problems. Wow. And it was only one in my network that I felt I could gravitate and reach out to. Mm. So within days he had my problem fixed because it wasn't really a problem. It was a mindset problem. Mm. And as a coach, you probably understand the mindset <laughs> versus what a real problem is.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. That's so great that you were so open to finding that right solution to your problem and how quickly it was resolved. That's, um, and I'm seeing that some companies, this is an issue that the CEOs are dead set on running the business like they want to. And they're on it, They're like, they're in their own way, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm seeing that over and over and over. I've got multiple clients that are dealing or have left jobs because the CEO is unwilling to bend and to go, go for help and, you know, to, to get beyond where they are.
0: Exactly. And I had to reach out to someone that understood the mindset of going from zero to millions wow and there was no one better suited than that well i can say his name antonio t smith is who i reached out to and he took his company from ground zero to a multi-million dollar company well now it's a multi-billion dollar company oh my gosh and what sort of company is he he's in tech okay he's also the director of my board Wow. I had that connection with him. I wasn't just going to ask for help. I want you on my board.
1: Wow. That's so great. Oh my gosh, girl. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing to find somebody like that. Who's actually done it and um, to scale businesses. I think uh, I've heard, okay. So let me ask you a question. Cause I've heard uh, people talk about um, when they're scaling, it is so completely stressful. Did you find in your own scaling, because we're going through the next phase in our business too, it's, you have to learn a lot of new things. So how was that stress wise for you?
0: Oh, my stress level. If you have a scale of one to 10, 10s being the top tier stress, I was out of 15. Oh no.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And okay. when I got to the 15, I got to the point where this isn't fun anymore. I don't want right. to do it. And I can't not do it because I have people depending on me. Right. And that's when I reached out to a mentor that said, okay, I'm having this problem. I -hmm. need help. I recognize I need help. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. do I need to do?
1: Yes. That's so amazing. Was there one area you said it was mindset? Did he encourage you or challenge you? to, to go read, to visualize, to, um, to integrate a new system. I mean, how, what was it that
0: he put the plug in? My mindset was actually dealing with money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my backgrounds never came from a million dollar family or anything Mm -hmm. else. I come from a lower middle-class family. Mm -hmm. So dealing with money, I didn't know how to do. Mm Mm-hmm. So he had to educate me on handling money. Mm -hmm. Now I go, okay, I'm not a CFO. I don't want to be a CFO. I'm a CEO. Mm -hmm. How do I do this? You know how to do the money part.
1: Mm -hmm. Who do I need
0: to hire? Who do I need to talk to to organize this part? So my cash flow Mm -hmm. is always there. Mm -hmm. That was the mindset. He's still working with me on. It's not a overnight thing. Mm-hmm. but he's teaching me how to create cash flow because I've never had the mindset to create cash flow.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, and you have to be a sales organization. Every business revolves, cash is king. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really really great. Um now that's that's amazing and did were there was it about looking at numbers and sitting down and looking if you duplicate numbers or if you get X amount of sales, you're going to make this amount and then you can, is that how he did no, it? No, no, no,
0: nope. oh, okay. no, nope. I understand spreadsheets. I'm the queen yeah. of spreadsheets. Oh yeah. But what I needed to know was how to create revenue streams. Mm. My, my thing wasn't, here's the numbers. This is what I need to make. I need to understand revenue streams.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Okay. And I didn't understand in my company what revenue streams I have. Mm. And how mm. to create more revenue streams without paying to create more revenue streams. Right. Right. Ooh, that's good. Yes. So that's what he's been working with me on. I love that. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, we should uh we I would love to to follow his work. That's really good. I have an issue with trying to get all the things done. Because I, if you go on TikTok these days, there are millions of people that are out like, oh, side gig, here, here's a side hustle. You know, here's something new. And I'm always like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. So as an entrepreneur, when you get to do whatever you want to, really, there's so much that you can do, but really staying focused on what you must do is important. So did you find that any of that, like- was that overwhelming finding different revenue streams
0: after he, he tells me he just needs to turn my shoulders and I'm good. And that's all he needed. It wasn't that he needed to change my complete mindset. He just needed to put something into focus for, for me mm-hmm. or word it in a way where it made sense for my left-sided brain to mm-hmm. understand. Ah, oh, that's so good. That's a really different kind of coaching. I,
1: you know, um, cause I see so many, I've coached many coaches. Um, there's lots of sales coaches, mm-hmm. um, there's CEO coaches and they do strategy and thing like that. But the revenue model and revenue streams, that's really different. I love that.
0: He doesn't do that openly. He does it through uh-huh. his Mexican news and ATS TV. So you mm-hmm. can get on there and get all the coaching lessons mm-hmm. without hiring him as a coach. All the lessons are there.
1: Oh, that's so amazing!
0: I'm just one of the lucky people that get to be a part of ATS TV, yeah, go through the actual meetings and have that one-on-one.
1: I love that! Oh my gosh, so that's really interesting. Um, I I love it how you and it seems like I. Um, I'm kind of in the same way you go around to organizations and find people that are doing stuff that you need and want to do, and maybe even have them come on as a, a guest or something like that. So then you're getting two for one, you're interviewing and getting something and putting out valuable content to the world, but also learning at the same time.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's if you, Watch any of the previous podcasts is very strategic who I actually have on the show.
1: Yes. There's nothing
0: on the show. I didn't walk away with knowledge for my own self.
1: I love that. I
0: love and that so much. If I can learn something, then someone out there is also learning it.
1: A hundred percent. I agree. And that's, it's so funny. And when I see like looking at him, your individual, I'm sure he's learning from you also. Like we get a certain niche. Like I help people make more money as a speaker. Mm-hmm. That's an area because I was an agent for a long time. So I understand that area. And what we've just recently done is we've launched a boot camp for a TED Talk. So we're starting and we're going to be continuing to do this, helping people do TEDx talks because, and what I did was I found the top expert in the world besides Bill Gates. He's the king of TEDx talks or TED talks. His name is Frank King. And we've put together a TEDx speaker launchpad. And when you do a TEDx talk, the brand is so elevated that that can really enhance anyone's brand if they get on it. So I'm doing somewhat what you're doing, learning from somebody who's a key expert, even though I've coached many people through the TEDx topic, I'm learning from him constantly about how to apply, what's cool, what are they looking for, how do you niche, how do you get that branded thing, how do you get the marketing out, how do you get appealed um, to speaker bureaus or make your videos go viral so those are some of the things that we're doing in our TEDx talk um, so would love to to share that with anyone um, I have on my website marygardner.com under events so we're we're launching that in November November 15th so it's our pilot program
0: that would be awesome and ju- just answered part of my question because we're almost out of time how people can get in touch with you
1: I'd love that. Yeah. Marygardner.com is my website. And we have a couple of courses, the TEDx uh, speaker launch camp, uh, the, la- the launch pad. And uh, it's a boot camp, basically six weeks of group coaching and 12 weeks of online training, which teach you how to get um, a TED talk. And then we have one called Your Stage is Waiting, which is about motivational speaking. How do you go out and tell your stories in an authentic manner? And how do you make money as a speaker? So we have that one as well. And all of those things, plus our individual and group coaching and training are all on my website, marygardner.com.
0: Well, wonderful. And of course, you can find out more information about Mary in the training for Magazine. And that'll be out in December.
1: Awesome. That sounds fantastic. I am so excited. I'm a new fan of yours and, um, just really an honor to be able to talk to your guests. And, um, if anyone has any questions about the speaking industry, Ted motivation, uh, be happy to speak with anybody. It'd be great.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And for all of our entrepreneurs out there, happy growing.